right, ladies and gentlemen, you've come to the Tell You What podcast. Bill Hall coming from the deep wild wilderness of what is called Northeastern California, where men are men and sheep are nervous. I don't know what this podcast is going to be about, but it's called I Tell You What. It's not sponsored by anybody. It's basically me telling you the way I think the world should be, or is, or could be. I will always be joined in in spirit, if not in person, by my brothers Jim and Bob. Possibly my sons Cameron and Grant. And sometimes even the three dogs out in the living room right now watching some Netflix show that everybody on Facebook says we should be watching because it's the right thing to do. We're in the midst of uh, basically start of year two of the coronavirus. Uh, personally, I'm of the opinion that it was made in that Wu-Tan clinic in China and was used to do something else, maybe to, uh, I don't know if I want to say shoot down the protesters in Hong Kong, but let's go there because, you know, I've been known to uh, believe a lot of conspiracy crap. I know that when I first heard uh, about the Bilderberg Group and the Bohemian Cove and all that stuff that I was like, nah, there's no way world leaders can meet in places like that and decide the fate of countries amongst a small group of men, but that is basically what is happening. And if you don't believe me, look it up. Fact check, that's crap. Uh, There will be rules about this podcast, though. Um, 90% of what I say is is the truth. 10%, roughly, is exaggeration, if not just flat bullshit. Um, this is not for the fainted heart and earmuff your kids if you don't want them to hear a little cuss word every once in a while. I've been known to drop an F-bomb, something like that. Um, I like to use words that are just a little bit different. I'm a curmudgeon. Uh, curmudgeon is a different word. basically means an old fart set in his ways, which I am, self-proclaimed. Uh, Bob, my brother, he's a more realistic type dude. He uh, sees the world a lot like I does, but very quiet. Um, he's got a huge heart, will do anything for anybody, but likes to keep to himself. Has has a couple daughters that are very uh, independent on their own, free thinkers, much like their mother. I have another brother named Jim, who is the funniest dude a lot of the times with the way he acts. He is just... Uh, it goes without saying, it's like watching Gronk on TV, but J- Jim is the Gronk of our of our household. He uh, he does his own thing, and man, he's one dedicated. I had a chance to coach him all the time in high school in football. Bob was a little bit younger than me, so my coaching career didn't really take off till after Bob had graduated. And I, of course, I have a sister, God bless her soul that that 
she survived having three older brothers. I got two kids that live up somewhere near the Washington, Oregon border, a little town I like to call Portland. We got good grandkids. Uh, hopefully they'll uh, be part of this podcast in some way or another. Of course, I have a nice, lovely wife sitting at home who uh, making me watch Netflix all day. And uh, the only reason she's uh, allowed to do that is because she can run faster than me. Otherwise, I'd have complete control. That's not true. Once you get married, you lose all that control. That's just the way it goes. Dudes know it. We all know it. Uh, I She opened my wallet today looking for money, and I started laughing. Because you know that there's no money in my wallet. So, with that said, let's move on to some other ground rules of the old tell you what podcast um it's been a rough year um there's people suffering there's people that uh don't have good jobs there's people that don't have a second good job there's people that uh walk every day with a smile on their face doing the best they can when inside they're being crushed Every word their boss say crushes them. Every word a client says crushes them. Every word that uh, people say to other people crush them. Um, People are just suffering everywhere. But the best part about being an American and being on our own is that we get to say what we want, when we want, and how we want. And that's pretty much what this podcast does. It's uh, we we reflect opinions. We honor opinions. We're gonna have guests on. We're gonna have old old people on that. Uh, and when I mean old people, I don't mean I don't mean old old people. I mean old friends, old faithful friends who I haven't talked to in years, or we just communicate through Facebook. But they're friends, and a true friend. You don't have to talk to them all the time. You can pick up after two or three years and start talking to them. Uh, my best friend in the, in the world in high school lives in the same town, and I hardly get a chance to speak with him or talk with him. But I know that he is a, a great man, and uh, he has a great life right now. And he, he is living and doing the best that he can. And I have faith in him. I have old coaches that I talk to that uh, I adorn and cherish and probably learn most of my life lessons from. And we get reminded on a daily basis of how important those coaches, those teachers, those mentors were in our lives. Because a lot of us didn't have uh, perceived people around us when we were growing up. Even though our parents were probably the best mentors, not so much about the words they said, but the actions they took. Uh, my mother would chase me with a wooden spoon, wrap me on the head or knuckles and that. The, that didn't hurt. It might have stung at the time, but I deserved it. I deserved everything I got. Probably deserved more. Um, what we got away with as kids back in the 70s and early 80s, we can't get away with now wouldn't happen you know I'm dumb enough to have ridden my bicycle behind a mosquito spray truck thinking it was a fun thing heaven forbid you did that today you know you'd rather be put in the Mayo Clinic and studied for years 
But no, I was a, I was under the impression that riding a bicycle behind a, a city rig that that was pushing out chemicals to kill mosquitoes was a good thing. So it tells you how smart my IQ is. So be, bear with me on stuff like that. When I call someone a jabroni, does anybody know what a jabroni is? Of course you, no one knows what a jabroni is. Some of you do. It's basically the word that in the pro wrestling industry, they gave to guys that worked matches to make the good guys, the bad guys, the upper level guys better. They worked real hard. They worked so hard that uh, they got, got made a decent living to push the the faces or the or the uh, bad guys uh, or the heels as they were called to the top you know so the the rock always used the word jabroni so i use the word jabroni as being a hard-working person that does everything in the power to make the bosses and other people better so jabroni is not a bad word I'm going to call my audience lollygaggers because you know what? You lollygag here, you lollygag there. What does that make you? Lollygaggers. I think we all are lollygaggers because I think we all could work harder, work better. Um, it isn't a, it isn't the ability that we don't have. It's a lot of times simple fact like old, uh, the winter warlock in the old Christmas show, Santa Claus is coming to town. It's just about putting one foot in front of the other without the fear of failure. And a lot of us have fear of failure. It's sometimes better to fail and uh, not give it your all than to really face the consequences of success. Because consequences of success can be uh, a path that you don't know what it is. It brings a lot of other issues and a lot of other problems and a lot of other blessings. And a lot of times we don't feel like we deserve the blessings. Uh, one of the, one of the greatest tragedies I see in life is too many people don't know what they got. Too many people don't know the blessings that have been bestowed upon them. A lot of us are very religious. They go to church, they sit down, pay their tithe, tithe their, their pay. Um, they do the things they do and uh, they're looking for something. And when I go to church anymore, if I go to church, I just see hypocrisy. I see people that, that six days a week do what they want, when they want, and how they want. And then go in there and hope that if they, by saying a quick prayer to whatever God is in the sky, whatever God they believe in, will cleanse them of their of their sins just to give them a clean state slate to start over again Monday. And I think that's just crap. I think it's bullshit. So um, if you believe in God, great. If you believe in another God, that's super. If all is your thing, great for you. Just believe in something, you know? Practice what you preach. Um, I've told, I've said it many times. I don't. I hope someone's drinking whiskey for every time I go mm, ah, uh, like that on this podcast, because by the time this half hour is up, you are not going to be standing. I don't think you could pour fast enough. Uh, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I uh, chewed a little bit when I was in eighth grade until Dr. Wes Armstrong said, "Billy boy, you got two options here, son." 
you either stop chewing and come back and see me in two weeks and I will know if you've stopped chewing or not or tell your parents and you can face the wooden spoon of your mother or the wrath of your father and that point in my life uh, mom's wooden spoon and dad's wrath were pretty much the two things that scared me the most in life and I don't like I don't think that the physical contact of a wooden spoon hit your butt or rap on the head with it was worse than the disappointment of your parents and disappointing your parents seemed to me it was the driving motivation much like my youngest son loves to to calm himself down and guilt me to death about things and he does a damn good job but I also know that I can pull it back on him too on the other hand I have my oldest son who is black and white about everything and that you know you can't phase him about anything he has got a great partner in crime when it comes to raising my grandkids and in my world they do a perfect job and I have perfect grandkids are they perfect hell no they're not perfect uh, but heck in my world they are perfect so with that said I'm not gonna go into any more details about that but I have three dogs three Bulldogs, two English, one French. Lost uh, my little first Frenchie about a year ago, uh, Barkley, um, bless him. He had cancer, but every day he woke up with a smile on his face, ready to please me and be my buddy. And he's in a much better place. Then we had a rescued dog, bulldog, a girl bulldog named Grace. Her initial name was Scooby-Doo. Who in the heck would name a girl bulldog Scooby-Doo? I don't know. But we changed it to Grace. If you could tell, all my dogs are named after sports athletes. Of course, Barkley, Charles Barkley. I have a bulldog named Butkus. Named after the great middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears, Dick Butkus. I have uh, another bulldog that we rescued out of Sacramento. Uh, his name is Rizzo, named after Anthony Rizzo, first baseman of the current Chicago Cubs right now, who won the title back in what year, ladies and gentlemen? Come on now. We're in 2021. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, that's right. It was It was 19... No, it wasn't. It was two. That, no, it wasn't. No, I can't remember. It was about four years ago because my granddaughter was born that year. It seems like it was just yesterday, but it wasn't. Cubs are my favorite baseball team. Hands down. That's an honor of my grandpa, Harry Hall, back in uh, Illinois. Bless his soul. Um, he, he told me about it being on the radio. Hooked me. My Uncle Bill Allman in Kankakee, Illinois, was Chicago White Sox fan. Cubs hate the White Sox, and Cubs also hate the Cardinals. So if you're a Cardinal fan or a White Sox fan, I'm sorry for you. That's just the way it is. Basketball-wise, grew up in Seattle. Had my little AM radio with one earpiece. 
I listened to Seattle Supersonics basketball from the time I knew there was a team there. I would listen to it in my bed underneath the covers. I would listen to downtown Freddie Brown, Slick Watts, Tommy Burleson, Spencer Haywood. You know, all those guys play. Bill Russell was the coach. Um, it was awesome. It was awesome. I went to a lot of games. A lot of games with my friend Greg, Craig. We would stand in the hallway. Slick Watts would give me sweatbands. I was in heaven. I grew up watching the original Seattle Sounders of the North American Soccer League. Davey Butler, Jimmy McAllister, fullbacks Mike England, Dave Gillette, uh, left winger Paul Crossley. I had, we had Pepe Fernandez early on. I played soccer up in the Seattle area. I was coached by Windsor, Maine. Man from Scotland with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth the whole time. It was awesome. I had the best neighborhood friends in the world. Greg, Steve, Brett. Man, they were, they were just the best. I don't know how many times I sat there and caught for Greg's, my friend Greg pitching a baseball or, or him shooting a soccer ball. And uh, I don't know how many times we both, both broke Judy and, Greg, and George's fence with balls or whatever, but it took a beating and they never said anything about it. So we were okay. Uh, the other part of this podcast I hope to relate in the next year or so is we'll probably try to do one a week I want to have guests on got to figure out how to do that I want to be able to reach out and and talk about different topics I know that there's hunters out there that will talk about hunting former coaches current athletes current coaches my old friends uh, people in the tobacco industry that maybe want to come on and say what they want to say without getting in too much trouble. Uh, pol- politics. Brother Bob is in uh, the medical industry, so we'll talk about him. And Brother Jim's an IT guy. Who knows? I'm a, I, if you've ever watched or watched, I shouldn't say watched, look at my Facebook and follow me a little bit on Facebook in my personal life, you'll know that I like to torment my mother. My mom will post beautiful pictures of the flowers growing in her yard. And I'll say something stupid like a reply on her Facebook like, Mom, your probation officer told you not to keep stealing flowers from the cemetery. And that always seems to get a rile of laugh. And pretty soon it was at the point where I wasn't saying it to uh, be honored with my mom. I was saying it to make her friends laugh. And that's important to me. It's important to me to make her, my Aunt Carol, my Aunt Peggy, and Big Uncle Jim giggle a little bit in life because they certainly have made my life better. My Aunt Carol's a, a, a different person. She uh, she lives in Tempe, and uh, a lot of times I always know what she's having for dinner, what Mom's having for dinner, what Aunt Peggy's having for dinner before I even know what I'm having for dinner. So, you know, maybe we'll play a game with that. I don't know. Who knows? Grandson Hudson, he's a Portland Trail Blazers fanatic. That boy knows everything, and it's game time with him. So he's six years old, basketball savant, uh, loves it, will do everything for it. 
Embry, she's a great little girl. She's eight years old. She reads nonstop. She reads books that are way beyond me. Hudson plays chess, beats me all the time. Uh, he He's an honorable man. And Maisie's my littlest one. She's a four-year-old. We call her Maisie Monster. And uh, all she says is, Grandpa Bailey, I, when are we gonna have ice cream? And of course, their grandma Hyde, uh, she, she lets them get away with murder. And of course, Grant will take her out on that. But with those guys, my life's pretty complete. I don't have much to think, but I think that in this time, me just being able to talk, talk with friends, talk with things, helps me get through this uh, weird time that we have. I can't sit, although most of you think I could, because I have that level of expertise, sit and watch TV 24-7. But after this summer, I had a reconstructive ankle surgery where they do some bone grafts in my leg. I had to sit in the chair for nine weeks straight from the last week of June through the second week of August, basically. Oh, excuse me, second week of September. So July and August, I have no idea. My work would call me up and talk to me and I would tell my evaluator, Sue and Michael, my coworker, that's a girl, Michael, that uh, things and I have no idea what I told him. I, when I finally got up out of my chair in, in September and started walking around looking, I realized that my wife had bought all new furniture for the front room. I had new rugs. I had new artwork on the walls, lamps, end tables, accessories. Because if I said, hey, you need to get, we need to get a new couch. That doesn't just mean a new couch. That means I gotta have new, new side chairs, new opposite chairs new rug, new va vases or vases, uh, paintings that go on the wall, change of paint color. What are their accessories? Who knows? But it happened. So you think you're getting away with purchasing a $399 couch from uh, the local furniture store? But no, you're buying a whole kit and caboodle. But that's the way it works. Go outside and I have a new barbecue pit that I got for my birthday, which was on July 2nd or so. Uh, don't remember it. Don't remember. I guess I had ordered a cake from Carlos Bakery. You know, buddy, the, the cake guy. I ordered a cake from them for our anniversary and birthdays. I have no idea what it tasted like. I didn't realize I ate it. Um, I'm such a weenie. I'm a, I'm a crier, you guys. I might sit on here sometime during a podcast and just cry like a friggin' baby. But I can cry at almost the drop of the hat. You know, when uh, they were mean to Charlie Brown on the Christmas show, I cried. Oh, yeah, I cried. Um, my wife, bless her heart, she uh, made me breakfast every day when I was sick with my, or down with my leg, recovering. I was on heavy drugs. Um, she made a batch of egg scramble, scrambled eggs, hash browns, and probably knowing her, just ham and some cheese. And she would let have me eat that because it was good for me every day. 
Um, I think I ate that like 45, 50 days in a row for breakfast. But I didn't really remember, so it wasn't a big deal. One day she fixed me French toast and I bawled like a baby. So that's the kind of guy I am. I'm a French toast crying baby, big baby. Uh, my weaknesses, I, I love coffee. And I don't really consider coffee. I'm not like Cameron who will sit and drink Black Rifle coffee, you know, straight up the highest AK 47 brand, you know, take take paint off the hood of your pickup truck kind of coffee. You know, black, nothing in it. You know, he's good to go. Not me, I have uh, basically a milkshake that's been melted with a touch of coffee in it. So his 100 calorie coffee that will take make his hair stand up versus my 1500 per serving Vente Latte Cafe Mocha Macca macchiato type coffee uh, he doesn't go for so I'm in more of the thing you want to know what my favorite coffee is anybody want to bring me that coffee you can't because you don't know when I aired this uh, but anyways if they not that caramel mocha no whip get that and get it straight um, that's just what I like I like I like a good burger you know where the best burgers in town my pit my opinion is and these are just strictly my opinion because I have no sponsors. But it's 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 my buddy Jimmy up there at the golf course. Jimmy tonight, Jimmy fixed me a uh, open face chili burger, just the way I like it with some French fries. And his wife Monica and, and him do a great job up there. I love their stuff. So in order for me to endorse a local business, you're gonna have to dazzle me. You're gonna have to make me love your stuff. Um, and, I, and I'll give you open open kudos. Um, I don't want anything from anybody. I down the road do see that I will sponsor. I have sponsors that want to sponsor this podcast, but I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to I'm not going to do it unless uh, I believe in the product. You know, uh, anybody knows me. I'm a Nike guy. My kid works for Nike, but I was a Nike guy before that. So, ta-da. I'm also a shoe whore because fat guys, they can't really see what they look like. All they can see is their feet. So, as long as my feet were cool, I'm cool. And if anybody knows me, I'm, I'm just nuts because my socks got to match my shoes and I can't co-brand. I can only stick one brand. My shirt's got to match my shoes. So, I'm just a little bit nuts crazy. I probably should go see... Uh, people about these issues but they're my issues and I'll live with them uh, people with issues uh, you have to take your hats off to because there's people I know that have issues that I just am guilty as hell inside because I can't help them and there's a lot of those same people I don't want to help so let's get that straight I'm not that I don't have that much empathy I'm more I have more apathy than I have empathy um, I love Deadpool. That's my favorite superhero. I love football. I'll watch anything. I watch sports. I'm a big sports fanatic. Heidi told me that during my uh, dark period, which I call July and August, that I was up in the middle of the night watching Korean baseball. And I even watched the uh, National Cornhole Championships. And I remember even back in the 80s watching uh, 
on ESPN, the Ocho, you know, sailing the, 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 the what is it called? The, uh, I can't even remember what it's called now, but it's America's Cup, yachting. Dennis Connor and the Stars and Stripes. See, that's how old I am. I remember that kind of crap. Uh, favorite football team on the surface, the Chicago Bears. But if you know me, I kind of try to follow my Oregon Ducks, which is my favorite college football team. And you hear me talking about the Ducks a lot. Uh, Justin Herbert at San Diego Chargers is my team right now because of Herbie. Uh, I'm still following Marcus Mariota. I think that he could do well. Uh, I, you know, I, I have uh, all sorts of Patrick Chung of the of the Patriots off and on, Kenyon Barner, you know, whenever. So there's a lot of players in the Ducks that I follow, but right now it's Justin Herbert, Rookie of the Year, NFL, Yahoo, basketball. I, like I said, I grew up with Sonics. Pissed that they moved the team to OKC, so I hate OKC. Uh, Jeffrey Barkley would always always bug me about the Golden State Warriors. I used to like them a lot when I was little with Rick Barry, uh, Thurman Thompson, uh, Nate Thurman, excuse me, people like that. So you hear a lot of Golden State basketball stuff. Uh, we're, God, believe it or not, we're already at a half hour and I haven't even touched, scratched the surface of this crazy life that we call this Tell You What podcast. Brought to you by absolutely no one but the crazy mind of Bill Hall. Um, I'm going to send you off tonight. Maybe maybe music, maybe not any music. I don't know. We'll see what it sounds like. Uh, but we're going to give it some time. So I'm a Golden State Warriors fan. Baseball, Chicago Cubs, football, 